the Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. We'll also be hearing from Stephen Baker of the NPD Group and also Paul Kafasis from Rogue Amoeba. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Ah! On the Tech Night Out Live, we're talking with the one, the only Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. And of course, there's a lot of fascinating news to cover. First, of course, the most important thing is about Apple's stellar numbers. Did I say stellar numbers? Or someone named Stellar, I haven't been assured of that. But Apple did so much better than the industry analysts expected. Jim, as a someone who has observed the scene for such a long time, what is it that Apple did right that these people couldn't figure out? You know, I, I think that the the six plus was was probably more popular than what uh, anybody believed it would be. I guess you could probably count me in that group too. I, although, you know, I, I had the six and the six plus, and I ended up using the plus more. You know, I'm among that group of people that I thought it would be too big, and now it's perfect. Now, that's very interesting here because I know of a few people there who were kind of skeptical of using the six or the six plus. And of course, we know Kirk McElhern went back to his iPhone 5S. I couldn't go back. I really couldn't. I mean, I when I first saw the 6 Plus at the event, uh, the first thing I said was, wow, because it was just so big. And I thought, I don't know if I could ever use that. I took a trip to London to iTunes Festival in September. The only phone I took with me was the 6 Plus, just to give it a try for a week. And I never looked back. I saw uh, a friend of mine had a, a 5S and I was using it uh, a while ago, you know, just to show him something on his phone. I thought, wow, because it was so small, you know, so I, I couldn't I couldn't go back. That's interesting. The difference in the reactions of different people. Yeah. Something like that. But going to a six plus, I mean, you got to have a pretty big pocket, don't you? Well, I, I guess it all depends on on what you're looking for. I mean, you know, some people would buy a 5S and then buy an iPad mini, you know, now for, I don't know the majority, but uh, certainly some people, they could buy a, a six plus and be done. You know, that's their device. I think it's fascinating to, to look at the way that people are using these. Yeah. The use cases, but how does that impact something like say an iPad mini? Yeah. The iPad mini, despite being the smaller iPad, has a much larger screen than a 5.5-inch iPhone 6 Plus. Yeah, and, and some of that comes down to a cost. You know, if you don't have the money to go buy two devices, then, you know, you're going to get the best one that you can for the money that you have. And, you know, I still use my iPads, both of them, the, the Mini and uh, the Air 2. I, I use them both. I love them both. I And I use my 6 Plus as well. But I use them all for different tasks. So everything kind of has its place. I, I know when I'm going to go to the local coffee shop and sit down and have a coffee, I'll take my iPad mini with me, you know, because it's a bit more mobile, but it has a bigger screen and, you know, my eyes are getting worse. So <laughs> you had to mention that 
<laughs> yeah, my, my eyes aren't what they used to be when I was a kid. So I do enjoy the bigger screens. And I and that's part of it with the with the six plus too. I enjoy that bigger screen. Well, I know I held an iPhone six plus in my hand for a while. I have to be honest with you, I thought it was just a little too big for my taste. I mean, not the general use, which wasn't so bad, but just taking it around with me. No, see, I carry mine in my front pocket the same way that I did with a, a 5S. Is it bigger? Yeah, it is. But it doesn't bend. And, you know, I, I don't walk around thinking, oh, my God, I've got, you know, a 10-pound weight in my pocket. It's, it's just an iPhone in my pocket now. I enjoy it when I do sit down, you know, if I'm going through an airport or something and um, you know, I sit down at the gate and I'm getting ready to board, I won't pull up my iPad. I'll just pull up my 6 Plus and, you know, check some email or, or respond to some, some iMessages or whatever it is. You know, I'm able to see it clearly. It's all great. Now, in terms of use cases here, we're looking at the iPhone 6 Plus are we going to see that kind of form factor spread around the world more? Because obviously they're selling several times more of the iPhone 6 and the 6 Plus. Is it the higher price? People not used to a larger screen? Is that something they eventually get accustomed to? Speaking of myself, it's not something that I was used to, but I, I got used to it pretty quick. I grew to, to like it very quickly. So, and, and at one point I had my 5S, my uh, 6 and my 6 Plus, and I was using all three of them at the same time. You know, eventually I just started reaching for the 6 Plus more because I was able to, to see it. I was able to work on it a bit more, you know, with some, some of the apps, either posting to, to WordPress and the site or whatever it was, I was able to do more on the 6 Plus than I was on the 6 or the 5S. But it really depends on what you want to do. I mean, if your thing is to just make phone calls, then probably the 5S and its small form factor would be great. But I don't know anybody that does that these days. I mean, I make less phone calls now than what I ever had before. You know, now it's texting and it's, you know, still instantaneous uh, communication. It's just not on the on the phone anymore. So for me to be able to to see the text and to have that experience is a lot better on a on a larger screen. Well, I don't know. I've used an iPhone six. I think it's pretty comfortable. The six plus. I don't know. But does that mean that maybe Apple should also be considering maybe a six inch or a six and a half inch at some time? Or is that really getting it too crazy? I mean, they have six inch phablets. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Apple has continually grown uh, the size of the iPhone over the past seven or eight years. And I don't know what point big gets too big, you know, um, like I said, last September, when I first saw this plus, I thought that was too big. Now that I've been using it for, you know, five months, um, I don't think it's too big at all. I think it's perfect. So, you know, a lot becomes um, what you get used to. And this is this is what I've become used to. There you go. So he's a fan of the iPhone 6 Plus. Some people like the iPhone 6, some... There you go. In any case, let's continue to look here. So I was hearing people everywhere, even those whom you'd expect to be skeptical, marveling 
and how Apple had done so well. No publicly traded corporation had ever made $18 billion profit, for example. <laughs> $18 billion in, in 90 days. I know, that's an, it's an astounding amount of money. When, when you think about that and, you know, it's, it's not just on one product. It's across the products that they're doing this. So yeah, the majority is coming from, from iPhones. But if you, if you consider that all of their, um, products are devices, you know, even the Mac, the Mac is now communicating, uh, seamlessly with iPhones and iPads and iPads communicating and, and, you know, everything communicates back and forth to each other. And that's really, I, I think if you look a few years back at what we were talking about, we would all talk about, uh, yeah, I want my, my data to sync everywhere. I want my files to be everywhere. So no matter where I am, I can, uh, send and receive and, and have pictures and have calendars and contacts. That's, that's really what we were, we were looking at. And now we're here and it's, it's so seamless that people just kind of take it for granted. Well, I guess we can't take Apple for granted. I'll tell you that. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. What good is a big Berkey water filter? 
We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey Water Filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Hi, I'm George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM. I recently learned about a very unusual pharmacist who does not advocate use of prescription drugs, except in rare circumstances, say when powerful antibiotics are needed to kill a potentially lethal infection, such as pneumonia or staph. Instead, pharmacist Ben Fuchs from Boulder, Colorado, suggests always giving the body all the nutrients it needs to survive, thrive, escape illness, and live younger and longer. I don't think you will find anyone who knows more about how the body works and can explain it in such a delightful and entertaining way. Ben has recorded some very useful health nugget minutes that are available 24-7 online at criticalhealthnews.com. I invite you to log on to criticalhealthnews.com, listen to these pharmacist Ben health nuggets, and maybe even interact with Ben via chat or email. You're going to love Pharmacist Ben online at criticalhealthnews.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop with loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. I want to talk to you just very briefly about our special premium service called Tech Night Owl Plus. That's plus.technightowl.com. P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. If you go there and sign up and a monthly subscription is $5, an annual subscription is 50 If you want to go for five years and entrust that will be there, in five years, and we've done this show for nearly 12 years already, well, you can subscribe for $175. You save about 30%. It's like getting a year and a half free. Plus.technightowl.com. What do you get? An ad-free version of the show, higher resolution copy. We all like that. We're talking somewhat here about Apple's stellar financials with Jim Dalrymple of The Loop. And let's move into some other things here. Mac sales. Mac sales keep growing. At a time we think that the personal computer is almost passe, it still seems to have some life left in it, at least from Apple's standpoint. Well, I, yeah, I don't think that the Mac sales are are going down. They outgrew the PC industry. I think Lucas said on the conference call, uh, 34 out of 36 quarters, they outgrew the PC industry. 
I mean, that's pretty significant when you think that the PC industry came out with netbooks and Apple ignored that. Uh, they came out with all of these low-powered machines uh, that they could sell at a cheaper price. And Apple did exactly the opposite. They brought out powerful machines and made them a bit smaller, but made them usable like the MacBook Airs. I just bought my son a 13-inch MacBook Air, and he was astonished at how well that thing worked. I'm using right now, I'm using an 11 inch MacBook Air and I've loaded up 250 tracks in GarageBand, put audio or MIDI data in each track and played it and it didn't, didn't glitch, didn't, nothing happened. It was great. That's power. That's a powerful machine. And, it, you know, that's what people want. People want quality. Well, that is also a thing where people who buy these computers want something I hope that just works. And I rarely ever see that with a PC. In recent days, I've done some new configurations on Macs, like, for example, when Apple sent us an iMac 5K for review. I set that thing up, basically copied over all of my stuff from a backup drive for my previous iMac, my late 2009 iMac. I started the migration assistant, walked away for a couple of hours or so, came back, and everything was working. It was like restoring my entire user environment. Now, in Windows, what do you do to set up a new PC and restore your data? What kind of process? That's a good question. You know, it's been so long since I've used a Windows machine now. I did have a couple. I bought a couple Windows machines, you know, to be able to keep up to date on, on what was going on in that whole market and how it compared uh, to the iPhone. But I, really, I gave up because I just didn't care anymore. It just it, it wasn't that good. And anything that I tried on the Windows machine, just it, it was fraught with problems. I mean, I would try some audio stuff because I, I do enjoy, you know, recording and, and doing some guitar and drum bits and things like that. And I would get a new uh, guitar pedal, uh, digital guitar pedal that I would plug into my my computer and I would try it on the Windows machine and drivers wouldn't work and this library was old and when you install the new one some other things didn't work and it was just I plug it into my Mac and it just recognized it and started to go that's what I expect that's what I want from a computer that's what I want from a phone I just want to be able to turn it on and it's going to work now my my son when I bought him his 13 inch uh, Air a month or so ago he plugged it in did a, a restore and everything just worked. It was much faster. <laughs> you know, it was, it was just overall better. That's what everybody wants. They want things to just work and all that. Yeah. All right. So Mac sales are doing pretty well. Apple has plenty to crow about. What do we expect to see for Macs the coming year? There have been rumors of a 12-inch MacBook Air with, what, only one or two USB-C ports. What is USB-C? Uh, from what I can gather, I haven't researched USB-C uh, a lot, but it's a it's a new type of connector that you know will allow speed and and be thinner. You know whether whether Apple comes out with a new Mac or not, there's, they'll still continue to to innovate in computers because people are still using computers, so they continue to sell them at record numbers. If they put out uh, a new one, whether it's a 12-inch Air or a 15-inch, uh, the the size of the screen depends on you know really what you want as an individual. You know, for travel, 
the 11 inch is perfect for me. I have a little leather bag, a satchel that I carry. It's brilliant. You know, I can, I can walk around and have my 11 inch air in there. I'm not carrying too much weight. When I'm at home, maybe something a bit bigger would be, would be great to have that screen real estate, but all depends on the person. Mm. Lots of good things to know there. Let's move on with the most important subject, I guess. The only area where Apple seems to have a little trouble is something called iPad. Well, you know, when you look at iPad sales, they sold last quarter 21.4 million iPads. Now, I think that most companies would take those sales and be very, very happy with them. I think overall, people look at at iPad in, in the wrong light. I, I see the iPad as being, for some, kind of a replacement for their computer, not, not a replacement for the phone. So a phone, is no matter how much you pay for a phone, when a new one comes out, a lot of people are willing to just trade that in because it's a commodity. You know, you just... Yeah, okay, I'll get the new one. But when you look at an iPad, this is something that people use to check email and do um, uh, web surfing. Uh, A lot of people that wouldn't have purchased a computer, the older people or the very young, can use an iPad and feel very comfortable with it. So it's not that Apple is losing any Mac sales from it, but they're gaining a whole new category of, of customers. People don't trade their, their computers in every year, and people don't trade their iPads in every year either. You know, these are all things that are, are going to be around for a number of years. So that cycle of the cycle of, of, upgrades and cycle of purchasing is longer for an iPad than what it would be for uh, an iPhone. And I think that a lot of analysts expected that the iPad would follow along the same sales lines as an iPhone would. And it's just not reasonable to think that given the the usage uh, scenarios that, that people have for an iPad, me included. I mean, I, I, I don't know that you need to upgrade an iPad every year because they're powerful machines as they are. Now, Tim Cook suggested here, and we'll get into this in the next segment, a specific upgrade cycle that he considers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hug a Mac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. 
To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hugamac, bitdefender.com backslash hugamac. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com Are you always five minutes late? Maybe you're only late when you don't want to be somewhere. Then you realize you're always five minutes late. For work, you set three alarms, drag your feet in the shower, drink your coffee slowly until you're rushing out the door. Five minutes late. It's not that you hate your job. Hate is such a strong word. You're just not that excited about it. But most people don't love what they do, right? Listen, if you're local to the Twin Cities, are hardworking, self-driven with experience in sales, marketing, or advertising, are personable, and a whiz on the phone, you might want to join one of the largest independent talk radio networks in the world, GCN. Because right now, we are hiring, and we offer benefits. Experience preferred, but we'll train the right person. Is that you? Submit your resume today to advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Come work with the Genesis Communications Network, where you'll want to be five minutes early every day. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at LoopInsight.com. We're talking about the iPad and what's going on. Tim Cook said that he thought the upgrade cycle was between a PC, specifically a Mac, and a smartphone. So people upgrade their smartphones like every two years. Is that a fairly normal figure? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, two years is is probably uh, on the mark. I mean, I know some people that upgrade it every year. 
and they they take a hit every year because the phone is new, but they buy a new one anyway because they want the newest and, and greatest thing. And even if Apple does an S version, you know, an in between big. Uh, upgrades, they still upgrade a lot of the components inside the phone so that it's faster, it works better, and not just a processor, but uh, Wi-Fi components and Bluetooth components, and and you know everything inside is better. So if you look at the iPhone 5s, everything in even though the outside of the phone looked the same as a five, it had all upgraded components. And that's it's hard to argue with that. I mean, when you get everything inside upgraded so that it works better, works faster, is is more stable. I mean, that's great stuff. Yes, indeed. Now, what do you think Apple should be doing? Let's cover the iPad a bit more to boost sales. Does Apple need to do something? I don't think that Apple really needs to do something to boost sales. It's a matter of knowing what the market is. And I think Apple knows what the market is. There's a difference between losing sales to the competition and satisfying the market that's there. So I think that the iPad is in a growing market. I think that there's still room for for more sales there. But where are those sales going to come from? Is somebody out there selling more tablets than Apple that Apple could chip away at? Are they doing something so wrong with iPad sales that somebody else is doing something infinitely better and i think the the answer to that is no so when you take away the fact that apple is not losing a significant number of sales for ipad to a competitor then you have to start looking at the market itself and say what is it about this market that's different and and i think the upgrade cycle and the fact that some people don't see the need right now to have an ipad when they can have a computer and again, finances come into this. Are you going to buy a MacBook Air and an iPad, or are you going to buy one or the other? Chances are uh, a lot of people, a lot of consumers would buy one or the other. Techie people may buy both. You know, people that in certain circumstances where they may be traveling a lot, uh, but then get to a hotel, they may buy both. But the general consumer will probably buy one or the other and keep those for years. What about the other companies who make tablets? Tim Cook was saying, for example, in terms of the use case scenario, iPads are used six times more based on online traffic than other tablets. How does that happen? Yeah, that's a good question. You got to ask what, what people are doing with their tablets if, if they're not going online. I mean, to me, uh, I always buy a tablet uh, that has Wi-Fi and uh, cell service because I want to be online wherever I am. If if after you and I finish talking here, I decide that I want to go to the park and sit down for a while and have a cup of coffee, I'll take an iPad with me, most likely my iPad mini, and I'll sit down there and, and continue to to read. And I might even post something. But, you know, it'll be a nice relaxing time. I'll have self-service. If there's Wi-Fi around there, you know, at a Starbucks or something, I can use that if I like. Um, but I always want the option to be online. So when you look at tablets and people that aren't using them to go online, I I, I really don't know why you would get it unless it's a parent buying it for a child and they don't want them online. 
you know, that's that's a very real possibility too. And it's cheap so the kids can, you know, bang at it and if it breaks then it's it's not a big deal. Um but you know, they still get that that touch that's uh very important. Have you seen the videos of of kids with an iPad? You know, they're they're so in tune to touch that you know, they they get the games, they get the the education of touching something and it responds, it does something. And it's remarkable to see kids just touch the screen and, you know, an animal will roar or something will happen. It's so intuitive that they know what to do with it. They don't have to read the manual. What they, manual? Yeah, There's they no don't step three. That. <laughs> That's right. That's an old commercial. Right. Tell our listeners where that came from. Well, there was a commercial uh, that Apple wanted to uh, to show how easy it was to set up an iMac. At that time, we were all, all used to setting up PCs. And, you know, you had a plug for the Mac and they wanted to show, you know, setting it up and getting on the Internet. Uh, so you had plugs for uh, everything, every component of your PC. There were different plugs for that you had to plug in. So Apple showed the iMac. And I think step one was plugging it into the wall. Step two was connecting to the Internet. Step three. Oh, wait, there is no step three. You know, because the iMac was an all-in-one, basically, you just plugged it in and, and go, and that's it. That's all there was to it. So, and it, I, I think it was a very good commercial because we were used to many more steps than that to try and get on the internet. The iMac really simplified a lot of things, and you know that's what Apple continued to do from the time that that Steve came back was to to really simplify what we as as consumers had to do and you know you and i have been around long enough to to remember uh, some pretty dark days at apple uh where they had far too many product lines and you know things just it wasn't good wasn't good at all yeah it's so much has changed but it took so long and it still hasn't happened yet for the media to recognize that apple is not what it used to be i mean how do the critics handle it now we have a company that has more money on it 170 some odd billion dollars all this cash great profits great sales they could buy up what most of the fortune 500 companies and have change yeah it's crazy isn't it they could buy the world and you know still have money left over but you're always going to have critics always going to have critics and people pick at at different things with apple is apple a perfect company no could they do better at some things absolutely but if you look at this, the last financial quarter that was just reported, and look at the fact that last last year, at, in this quarter, they made 57, or they, they had revenue of 57.6 billion and a profit of 13.1 billion. This year, same quarter, same 90 days, they had revenue of 74.6 billion and 18 billion dollars in profit that's almost 20 billion more in revenue and 5 billion more in profit so how do you how do you take a a company and that has done that well in the space of a year everything else remaining the same and say that they're doing something wrong but 
if you look at the stories that are out there today and last night, you will find some people that say, oh, well, iPad sales are, are terrible and Apple's not doing a very good job with that. Well, they sold 21.4 million iPads. I mean, you would remember the times when Apple was selling, I remember reporting, Apple was selling like 600,000 Macs in a quarter sales. Now they're recording 5.5 million. They never had the iPhone or the iPad or the iPod for that matter. All they had was the Macs. I remember reporting a financial result where Apple made a million dollars. Now they're making $18 billion. The, the numbers are almost so big that it, it's hard to wrap your head around them. Yes, definitely can't wrap your head around Apple. And how do you handle that? More to come on the Tech Night How Live. You're listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com It's no secret that government and big business buy in bulk and get huge discounts not available to the little guy. Until now. Introducing a breakthrough crowd-buying website where people can join together, buy in bulk, and get massive discounts on millions of popular products. It's Togethersave.com. Togethersave.com. You can save 20, 30, or even 50% off tablets, smartphones, cars, appliances, textbooks, sports equipment, video games, and much more. All with free delivery. Check it out. Togethersave.com. Visit now and start group buying today at Togethersave.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hey, guess what? They've got some great deals for Valentine's Day at Guns80.com. They're calling it the Sweetheart Special. Guns80.com has lowered the price way down to 400 bucks up until Valentine's Day. Order your Ghost AR-15 now. Tell your sweetheart that this is the right gift at the right time. Buy one for yourself. Buy one for your sweetheart, too. Your sweetheart will thank you for being so tuned into his or her needs. Get a brand new Ghost AR-15 right now for 400 bucks. Heck, buy two. His and hers. Go to guns80.com or call and ask for the sweetheart deal. Love is in the air. 
at guns80.com. Call now, 844-2-GUNS-80. That's 844-248-6780. It's a sweetheart of a deal. Actually, it's a steal at 400 bucks. so call guns80.com at 844-2-GUNS-80, but hurry, supplies are limited. Call 844-2-GUNS-80 or get your Ghost AR-15 today at guns80.com on the web. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. Remember, it's plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. This way you can subscribe to our premium service, Tech Night Owl Plus, an ad-free version of the show, higher resolution copy, more to come for a modest subscription rate, plus.technightowl.com. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinside.com. He's somebody who's been observing Apple for many years, and we're talking here very much focusing on Apple's stellar financials. Now, other than the question marks about iPad, anything else in Apple's financials that people might find criticize? I, I did see uh, somebody talking, uh, criticizing iPod sales that Apple doesn't break the mode anymore. But, you know, in actual fact, every iPhone comes with an iPod built in. So, you know, the, the iPod was, was the device that really set Apple on the path to ruling the, the technology market. The iMac was the the device and i'll call the mac a device that set apple on the path to recovery so you know people argue back and forth about what it was i see them as two different things you know the the, the imac really really helped apple uh recover um the the ipod set them on a different path you know now they're becoming more of a consumer electronics company and if you look back at stories for the for the original ipod everybody poo-pooed that and said that nobody would ever spend that much money on a music player and at that point we were used to music players mp3 players that would hold 10 songs the ipad held a thousand you know and that was steve's big thing a thousand songs in your pocket again that that was something that you couldn't it was almost too much to wrap your head around a thousand songs in your pocket that's crazy and and they rode that wave right to the point that they had the iPhone. And when the iPhone came out, the company just exploded. Every iPhone comes with an iPod. I use mine all the time. I still have iPods. 
but I use mine on my phone all the time. When I go for a walk, when I'm in the car, connects uh, Bluetooth. It's just something that, that happens and people don't realize that they actually have an iPod. You know, it's just a matter of your usage. Some people have separate iPods because they run and don't want to carry a big phone. That's fine. I have smaller iPods. I have iPod Classic. I have, you know, whatever I need for the individual uh, scenario that I'm in, I have a device from Apple to, uh, to fit that scenario. Going forward, Apple Watch. Mm. Is this going to be a big breakout product the first year or are people are really going to sit in the sidelines and see what happens first? I think that it's going to be uh, a bit of both. I, I think that the general public is going to be fascinated with actually seeing one in person. I think the Apple stores are going to be overrun with people uh, wanting to see one. And I think that there'll be a lot of people that will buy one right then and there. I've been lucky enough to, to have one on my wrist. So I know how it feels. Uh, I know what it looks like. And it is a fascinating device. And now we need to see what, what the I Apple watch is going to do in conjunction with the iPhone to make things easier for me. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that will work yet. The thing I think that concerns some people is the fact that a watch is not a smartphone. With a watch, you buy one, you keep it for 10 years. But a smartwatch, you think of as some kind of tiny computer, and it's going to be necessary to upgrade every year or two. Well, that's, that's what um, we think now. I, I don't know. I mean, will the will the Apple Watch be upgradable? Will we want to upgrade it? I I don't know. Don't know. Now, I believe it was John Martellero of the Mac Observer who wrote a piece not so long ago saying that maybe there'll be a way to upgrade the computing module in an Apple Watch. Yeah, I mean, there are all kinds of of ideas um, of things that we could we could look at doing. Um, you know, do you upgrade just the software? Can you upgrade modules in there? And how do you do that? Do you send your watch in? Do you take it into a store and they, they upgrade something, uh, for you? I mean, uh, no doubt I fix it. We'll, we'll tear the thing apart, which just makes me almost cry every time I see them do that. But, you know, they're really good at what they do. So, um, no doubt they'll take it apart and, and see if there's any, um, exchangeable components in there. Uh, or is it just one big component that that isn't upgradable? I don't know. Is it firmware upgradable? And you know, there's no way that we we know those things yet. Yes. Can we upgrade those things? What's the story? And how is Apple going to address that? Will they release a new model every year? The thing I kind of find troubling, although we understand the limits of the technology, is that you have to have the iPhone basically. It's reflecting or receiving information from the iPhone. They're interacting back and forth. Do you think there has to come a time for Apple to devise an Apple Watch where it doesn't have to have the interaction, where it could do most of its stuff standalone? You know, we, we have seen Apple do that over the years where... Uh, at first, you know, you needed a Mac to plug into and, you know, that's how you activated everything. But now everything is kind of standalone. I can't see why we wouldn't keep going that way. So someday there will be an independent Apple Watch. Won't depend on anything. 
All right, let's move beyond that. What about Apple TV? Apple sold 25 million Apple TVs. I you love are, the Apple TV. You love it. Absolutely. I had to get a new remote for mine. Yeah, I, I've done that. <laughs> let me tell you, listeners, something about this, though. So I needed to buy a new remote for my Apple TV, third generation model, current model, 1080p. So stops working. I go to eBay. And I see prices of $20, $25, $30, even in an auction with a minimum bid. And then I go to Apple's website, it's $19. You know, I'm getting old. What am I missing here? <laughs> I think I'm getting old, too, because, you know, obviously I'm missing something. I, yeah. I, I, I love my, my Apple TV, though, and I use it all the time. I mean, I have a subscription to NHL on there. I have a subscription to Netflix. I buy or rent. I buy concert videos. I rent movies. Um, I have my, um, iTunes, uh, iTunes in the cloud on there. Uh, you know, just everything. Just, I just love the Apple TV. Now, I like it, too. I think the problem we have with Apple TV inflicts all of these streamers, and that is as you add more and more channels, you're faced with clutter because they live unto themselves. They're separate. Now, with Roku, they do have it set up so if you use the global search, you may be able to find, say, a movie rental within one of their providers that gives you movie rentals. Right. But... You can't do that with Apple TV, right? Everything is separate. Well, no, that's that's true. And a global search would be a, a, a great feature to have. But um, I, I think, you know, as far as the channels go, you can show and hide channels as you, as you like. And there are a lot of them in there that I don't actually use. But I keep there in case they're updated and I can see the, the uh, updated channels. Um. And that's more, to be honest, it's more to write about than to use. Uh, I have the, the things in there that I really like, uh, that I really like to use. And that's pretty much what I stick with. I, I have a subscription to Quello Concerts, which, which is great. I love watching music concerts. So, you know, that's one for me that uh, it was a surprise one for me uh, when I first looked at it. And, you know, you need a subscription to, to view them. When I, I I subscribed and loved it, and I've been a subscriber to it ever since. So what is Apple's game plan here? What does Apple plan to do with Apple TV? Will it be a souped-up set-top box with a game controller or something and voice recognition? Does Apple have a smart, connected TV? We keep asking those questions. We keep wondering about the problems and the solutions. What is Apple going to do? Let me give you a suggestion, neighbors. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot Why would we send you there? Because we'd like you to subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus. Now, Tech Night Owl Plus costs just 5 bucks a month, $50 a year. We have a special rate for five years, if you'll trust us for that long. And you get an ad-free version of the Tech Night Owl Live in a higher resolution copy right off the master recording plus.technido.com we have jim dalrymple of the loop go to loopinsight.com to find out more of the things he does i'm gene steinberg you're in the technido live
minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Hi, this is Larry Smith. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. When the cleaners ruined some special clothing, all they could do was show us the sign that said they weren't responsible. But when they got the letter from one of our Legal Shield attorneys, he promptly gave us a check for $1,152. Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy. So you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Jim Dalrempo of The Loop at LoopInsight.com, let's continue to explore Apple TV. Does Apple make a TV set? Oh, I, I think that there's so many things that need to change in the uh, TV market before Apple would do that. Um, I don't think it would be a bad idea if they could, um, if they felt that they could dethrone the, the, the current giants in that market, but they did that with the iPhone too. So it is possible. Doesn't make sense though. The TV space is so saturated with hardware. Now they're struggling now to make you pay more for a 4K or Ultra HD TV set. Right. Yeah. I, I, there's there's no doubt that the market is saturated, but the phone market was saturated too. It just wasn't saturated with products that people wanted. I mean, if you look at CES over the past year or so and you see... Uh, you know, products that, that were introduced at CES, 3D TV, and, you know, all these different things never took off because people just have no interest in them. I, I, I think it comes back to the exact same thing that we started talking about at the beginning of the show. People want something that is quality and that's easy to use. And the more you, you know, I've seen TV sets from LG that have like a mouse remote on it. 
And the thing is a monster to try and use. It's so hard to use. I, I just want a remote. Just give me a remote. But this thing moves around the screen and it jumps all over the place and you can't use it. I understand what they're trying to do. It was not implemented well. So I, I, I think that, that people, companies, are get complacent in in the television market and every market they get complacent and it takes somebody like apple or somebody else you know maybe somebody else will be the one to come in and and do a a tremendous job on a television set uh that's easy to use innovates and you know blows the market away but that's what's needed would be a startup company it's a lot of money to make a tv set yeah a lot of money all right, let's move on to another topic that comes up every so often. I guess because people remember how Apple switched from Motorola to the Power PC and from the Power PC to Intel processors, and now they're building hundreds of millions of those A series processors using the ARM architecture. So, is there a Mac on ARM? You know, there could be. Apple's. Uh you know, a semiconductor company now too. They're they're a bit of everything, but they're doing a fabulous job with their with their processors. So, you know, could they move to uh to a different processor? Sure, they could. There's nothing really that's that's stopping them. I mean, once they have the technical ability to uh, to do that, uh you know, the the downside is you're going to be in the same situation that you were before where you say, "Oh, this this machine is, you know, 1 gigahertz." Oh, but an Intel machine is 1.5 gigahertz. Well, no, it's actually the same thing and people don't see that. So that that's a genuine issue. You know, having having your Intel the processor allows you to talk to people apples to apples. But we look at apples to apples here. If Apple goes to ARM, which I'm sure they can do, even if performance is scaled up to work well with desktop processors, number one, it's not cheap to develop versus the number of potential sales because it's a fraction of the number of chips they're selling when they build an iPhone or an iPad. You know, we're talking of what, 20, 22 million max a year as opposed to a couple of hundred million of everything else. Right. That's one thing. The second thing is the fact that one of the reasons that Apple did so well after the Intel migration is because of the existence of virtual machines and boot camp. That really helped quite a bit. The ability to be able to run Windows on your Mac with native performance or very good performance. Now, when you go to ARM, you have to have some kind of emulation going on because tens of thousands of Mac apps have to be migrated to the ARM environment. Until then, you've got to have some kind of translation that is good enough not to cause a performance slowdown like you have in the old days before we just started PowerPC, where the old 68,000 Motorola apps ran really slow. That was a problem. What do you do about virtual machines and things like that? How do you handle it if you're no longer using that processor? This is something I think where some of the critics who write articles suggesting Apple's going to do this, they don't think about the complications. Well, I I think that there are so many complications that it's just ridiculous to, to even think of how many things would, would be roadblocks and bottlenecks in, in that kind of a process. I, 
I don't even know. Too many things. It's not going to be an easy process. But I don't see Apple doing it unless there's a compelling reason. No, well, there has to be a compelling reason for them to do it. And, you know, right now, Intel's supplying them with, with chips. And, uh, you know, the processors are, are good. My, my computers work fine. So there has to be a, a reason for them to do it and, you know, to go through that, um, that PR, I don't know if it'd be a nightmare, but, you know, PR change. So, you know, they may do it. I don't know. I think it would entail Intel falling down on the job big time. Yeah, maybe that's what it would take. And I, I don't see that happening right now. I mean, they seem to be doing a really good job. Absolutely. And remember, too, a lot of what you see in terms of performance on computers these days, because they all do so well, is whether you have a solid-state drive or not. Yeah, that's true, too. Like I said, there's so many um, things that, you know, would would dictate whether it's going to be a success or failure uh, and bottlenecks. And, and there's, I, I just, I don't know what, what it would take for them to, to make that type of a switch. You don't expect to see it, do you? Well, I think right now their their main uh, product is not the Mac, you know. So their main product is the iPhone, and they're they're good with doing that. The relationship with Intel seems to be good. There would have to be some big upside for them to do that, and I I don't know what that is. There you go. The other thing I've heard, and this is an article that Daniel Aaron Dilger was doing for Apple Insider, suggesting that maybe, even though they may not do anything with regard to moving the core processor from Intel to ARM, what about the graphics hardware that Apple is using on the iPhones and the iPads? Yeah, well, a lot of the Intel processors come with graphics built in, so, you know, then you might have another issue there. Um, can they take those... Uh, those built-in graphics processors out and use their own? Could they put their own in as a separate uh, uh, thing to change to? Um, if you do that, is it going to increase the size? You know, there, there's a lot of different considerations there, too. Well, in that case, it's probably a different story than it is with regard to regular processor. The graphics hardware, as long as it's using OpenGL and the various features Apple has, like Metal, then it could be transferred, couldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, they've just made a whole bunch of new technologies to, to take advantage of graphics and, and speed and everything else. I, I mean, when OS X was first built, uh, they had a, a, a parallel version being developed for Intel machines, you know, at the same time. So you, you just never know. You never know what Apple's got cooking in the background. There you go. What will Apple have next? What do you think Apple's going to do? you have any ideas, any speculation to offer as to what things Apple might have in store that we haven't even begun to consider? But before we consider that, let's consider this. You're listening to the Tech Night Out Live. I'm Gene Steinberg, and we have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com, and he's the kind of guy who never holds back. Great place to visit, great material to read. Don't forget to visit plus.technightowl.com. Once again, that's plus, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. Pay a visit. You'll learn more about Tech Night Owl Plus, our premium service, 
where you can get an ad-free, high-resolution version of the show for a modest subscription fee. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, John Hubner from Midas Resources. Are you tired of watching your hard-earned assets dwindle away? As government spending is out of hand and the Federal Reserve is creating in excess of $20 billion a week, are you tired of stockbrokers gambling away your hard-earned money? Is this market a setup for a crash greater than 1987? Too many of today's policies resemble those that led to the collapse of 1929. This is John Hubner, and that was me in 2007. And we all know what happened when the subprime credit bubble burst. By March 2009, the dollar lost 50% of its value. The entire U.S. banking system was on the verge of collapsing. Like all financial problems of the past, is history about to repeat itself? Call me, John Hubner, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 129, before it's too late to protect yourself. Will the oncoming catastrophe take all private IRAs, 401ks with it? There is a way to protect your hard-earned assets. Call me, John Hubner, at one 800 686 62237 extension 129 On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? Alkavision plasma pH drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of Alkavision plasma pH drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of Alkavision plasma pH drops and get $10 off your order. Visit Alkavision.com or call 800-518-7615. Alkavision plasma pH drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to alkavision.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 
1,600-foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. On the Tech Night Out Live, we have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop. What businesses are you looking for? I have a question for you, Jim, which you might have noticed by what happened there. Sometimes you have Siri spontaneously go off like it just did on an iPhone. (laughs) You've heard that before? Yeah. So what's going on? Well, if you have Siri plugged in and you have the option turned on, you can actually just say hey siri and it'll turn on yeah you can you can just be sitting there and siri you can carry on a conversation ask siri something there yeah it's funny it is funny because i wonder about that because of the fact that in this particular case here i didn't say anything like hey siri or anything the phone is about six feet from me oh i don't know it's the ghost of siri Ooh. Yes, the ghost of Siri. Who could have thunk it? Yeah, really. In any case, let's kind of move beyond that. Have you had a chance to follow the stuff about Microsoft's Windows 10? Uh, I, I, I was away last week in L.A., so I, um, I saw some of the, the things, but not a lot. So what is your sense of it here? I mean, first of all, before we can get to Windows 10, everyone is, is really singing the praises of Microsoft, where a lot of people are, because Microsoft sold 10.5 million Nokia phones when Apple sold 75 million, that they sold 1 million Surface 3 tablets when Apple sold, what, 21.5 million iPads. The scaling yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it it is kind of uh, amazing, isn't it? I mean, you know, the same thing happened to BlackBerry with its playbook. It's happening to Microsoft. You know, uh, companies are finding it hard to compete, when no matter how big they are. That's true, but what is Microsoft doing here? I mean, they're reporting sales a fraction of what Apple reports, but that's supposed to be a good thing. How is that a good thing? Well, they can always say that they're the next biggest one to the iPad. I mean, Microsoft always made a big deal out of, you know, they would have funerals for the iPod because they were putting out the Zune and it never took off. They would have, you know, Microsoft had tablets through its partners. They had tablets for a decade before Apple ever released the iPad. And the iPad took off because Microsoft's idea of a tablet was to run Windows and have it on a device that you could carry around. It was thick. It was heavy. It was ugly. And then Apple comes out with the iPad, and it's thin, it's portable, it's fun to use. You have um, an operating system that is um, built for the tablet. You know, that's that's the type of stuff that, that Apple sees that companies like Microsoft don't. 
And that's why Apple is where it is now, because it is able to see those things. So what does Microsoft do to get their stuff together? Get rid of the people that are making decisions in, in, in Microsoft, because clearly they do not know what they're doing. They really don't. Yeah, they seem to want to pretend that everything is working correctly. This is our vision. Isn't this wonderful? Look at Windows 10. For the first year, if you're using Windows 7 or Windows 8 or 8.1, you get Windows 10 upgrade free. After a year, I guess you pay for it. If you're using Windows XP and too many are, you can't get the free upgrade. What's going on here? Uh, Microsoft being Microsoft, basically. Yeah, and that's, that's the things that, that they do. Microsoft not knowing what they're doing, evidently. Well, you could say that about a lot of their product lines. They, they just don't get it. But I'm looking at this here, the goose that laid the golden egg, which is, of course, the Windows licenses. If Microsoft is giving that thing away free, well, people aren't going to buy a new computer to get the Windows 10 upgrade. They'll just download the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think that there's, there's different values and different... Uh, focuses for those two companies. You know, Microsoft is focused on profit and their products show that uh, because they're poorly done. Apple focuses on design and ease of use and people um, gravitate towards that and buy products and their bottom line shows that. So, you know, this isn't uh, just a, a jaded opinion of somebody who's been around for a long time. This is fact. You know, the, the, this is what's happening. So, you know, Microsoft needs to, to smarten up. Well, if they're doing anything right at all, it is the fact that they are moving their stuff to other products, other platforms like iPad, without there being an issue over the fact that they haven't yet made it work on Windows. Yeah... I, I I don't know. I I think that people can be free of Microsoft now, except in some, you know, maybe some situations in, in corporate America where, you know, they have so much money invested in in Microsoft that they have to keep going. But I think over time people can get away from it. If they want to. Some people love Windows. And if that's what you like, more power to you. Go ahead. I, I like getting work done and not fiddling around with a machine that doesn't work. But do they really, really love Windows or are they just using it because they have to? The no. business in which they're working requires it. Yeah, and that's, you know, the corporate America side that, um, you know, there's, there's not much of a choice. In corporate America, if you don't use Windows... What are you going to do? <laughs> yes, sir. Going to be so difficult. How are you going to handle it? How are you going to keep them down on the farm? No, that's ridiculous. So where's Microsoft going to go next? How does Microsoft actually get this thing all resolved? Did they fire everybody, as you said. What about the CEO? Well, um, decisions are ultimately his, but... 
You know, I, I, I don't get the same feeling from people that I talk to there that the corporate culture is is as friendly as what it is in, in other companies. And, you know, if there, if all your company is is backbiting and, and you sure that goes on at Apple, it goes on at every company. But, you know, if, if that's the way that things are, you're not going to go very far. You know, if decisions are made purely on the basis of, of profit, not what is the best components we can put in this product, then you're, you're just doomed. Right from the start, you're doomed. Well, we're not doomed. We're just going to ask Jim Dalrymple where we can find more of the stuff he does. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at jdalrymple and at loopinsight.com. Jim Dalrymple, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks, Gene. Listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24 7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code Gene when you check out. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then. Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Jason! Jason! Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the hosts you're listening to right now, online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with a host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of 
filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Yeah? Did you want to see me, sir? Well, I did, but now that I do, I'm not so sure. Sir? Johnson, I got a mission for you that could change your life. Oh, good, sir. It involves traveling halfway around the world without so much as half a clue of where you're going and what you're going to do when you get there. Situation normal, sir? Uh-huh. Well, I'll be leading this mission, Johnson, so I'll be telling you what to do. You, sir? That's right, Johnson, and I say first things first. Oh, good plan, sir. And what I say is first is food. Always remember that, Johnson. Food is a big deal. Sir, my brother-in-law can give us a really good deal on some surplus MREs. Johnson, if you've got half a brain and that empty head of yours, you'll Call the freeze-dry guy like I did. That food is better for you. It rehydrates faster, and it's good, Johnson. And it keeps for up to 30 years. Will we be gone that long, sir? I hope not. Now get your supplies organized and meet me down to the pier at dawn on Sunday. We sail at sunrise. Yes, sir. This adventure is brought to you by the freeze-dry guy. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Stephen Baker of the NPD Group, and we're going to try to make sense of a few things in the tech world. And we'll do our best. Stephen, welcome back. I wanted to ask you, first of all, about these amazing numbers from Apple. And when you look at things like $18 billion profit, it's astounding. And obviously, you had an indication of what things were when you were getting your early sales reports. But did you expect such a blowout quarter? Yeah, I think it's hard to, it was hard not to see that coming. I think a lot of people you know, thought through the quarter as things happened that the market was, their opportunity was just getting bigger and bigger. Clearly, you know, having two relatively lackluster product cycles in the phones in the 5C, 5S, when they came out with what is clearly the best products in the market, there was a huge amount of pent-up demand all across the world. Couple that with the exploding opportunities that they seem to have in China, and you know that's a prescription for just a knockout quarter. I guess I worry about things like China. Right now, Apple is making huge amounts of money from China, but you know when you're dealing with some of these countries, can you even trust that things won't happen in the future that could hurt them? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not a uh, geopolitical expert. I would always be worried about putting my, all my eggs or a lot of eggs in a China basket. Um, on the other hand, you know, tech is pretty committed to China, whether it's selling stuff there, whether it's building everything there. You know, I think uh, if something goes south in China, more than, more than Apple is pretty much going to be affected. I can understand that. What about these new companies from China? And I can't pronounce the name of the one that is trying to be China's Apple. Show me. 
easy for you to say, sir. But right. when you have companies like that who pretend to be an Apple alternative, can they present a legitimate threat or it's just knockoff stuff? Uh, so today, there is not any evidence that any of the Chinese companies across consumer electronics, which just push beyond the phone, um, that any of those companies have gotten any real traction um, in any category outside of very low-cost, entry-level goods, uh, off-brands, et cetera. When you get to the meat of the market, you know, big-screen televisions, notebook computers, decent tablets, high-end headphones or streaming speakers, um, appliances even, um, none of those guys have really made any significant headway in the uh, you know, U.S., Korean, Japanese, Taiwanese kind of um, quadrant. Doesn't say that they're not going to be able to at some point, but there's a lot of people in China, and most of them can probably have pretty successful businesses by being mostly focused in China and then, you know, taking their opportunities where they can in other uh, geographies. But I think... You know, I wouldn't be betting on those guys in North America or Europe anytime soon. Well, right now, if you want one of those phones here, you have to get one of these unofficial imports anyway. Right. Right. It's just not, there's just not a good reason for you to really want one of those here in in in, uh, in North America or in Europe. Will they well, come? Sh- Eventually they will, but um, I, I just don't think, based on the track record to date, um, in, in developed markets, consumers, especially in the more premium segments, uh, are really focused on not just price, but brand as well. Well, the big issue here, too, of course, if you need warranty support and the company's not there, what do you do? It's like buying gray market goods in general where they have no official support. Now, right. what about Samsung? Now, with Samsung... Everyone was thinking Samsung is going to destroy Apple at the high end and everybody's going to be running around with their Galaxy phones. And now it doesn't look like Samsung is doing so well in their mobile division. Uh, that seems to be true. Uh, you know, I think Samsung has always been a more diversified phone supplier, a more diversified company than I think a lot of people give them credit for. Uh, yeah, they may be struggling in premium phones. They have a pretty strong um, base, in, again, in more of the developed countries, I think, in, in some of the more entry-level products. And while, you know, Apple is clearly the market leader, there's still pretty big businesses throughout North America and Western Europe for more, um, more entry-level products doesn't mean that people aren't going to buy Apple. doesn't mean Apple has to reduce their prices, but there's always going to be markets, uh, market opportunities. And, you know, Apple in general isn't always focused on picking up every single crumb off the table. They just want the tastiest crumbs. So, I, I, you know, I think the, the whole, this whole narrative is more about just kind of some kind of fanboy fight in my mind. Uh, companies go up, companies go down, business goes up, business goes down. Um, 
you know, we'll see what happens. Clearly, Apple is on a roll, certainly based on last quarter and based on, I think, the outlook that most of us have for them. Certainly, Samsung had some challenges. Um, but, you know, things, things change. So um, I think it's, it's foolhardy to say that Samsung is dead. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, of course, we do see that Apple still buys parts from Samsung. Despite all this, despite the legal actions and everything. They do. There's, there's lots of other pieces of Samsung. They're the leader in making uh, memory, whether it's Flash or um, certainly a lot of um, the DRAM and RAM for, for phones and PCs and servers. They have a great big uh, solid-state memory business. Um, and, and they know how to be a premium company. Uh, they are far and away the best TV company in the, U- in the developed markets in the U.S. and Western Europe. They have the most share. They have the most premium products. They have the best brand image. So it's not like, um, you know, as a company, everybody's now associating them with some knockoff brand or that their uh, business is really falling apart. They are a very well-regarded premium brand among uh, the U.S. consumers. Well, the other thing, of course, is I think that Apple and Samsung ought to just get together and get some kind of deal going and stop the lawsuit business. Not whether Samsung appropriated Apple's intellectual property. I mean, in the sense of they're making a lot of money from Apple. If they lost Apple's business, it would hurt their bottom line. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a, just like I'm not a geopolitical <laughs> expert, I'm also not an IP expert. Um, you would rather everybody uh, not not fight in the courts, and you'd rather they fought on uh, in the marketplace, but that's not always possible. No, I hear what you're saying. Any case, let's just move on with other topics here, except for one thing. What's your impression about the state of the tablet market? Yeah, there's there's a good one. So, um, I did that right at the end of the segment. So I'm going to have to have you hold that till we begin our next segment. How about a cliffhanger? You know, that's one of those things. But they, of course, when they do that on TV with some of these series now, they cancel the series before you can ever see the resolution of the cliffhanger, which of course is quite frustrating. But we're not going to do that here. We will take a very brief break and then we'll get back with more of our discussions. A little bit later, we'll be hearing from Paul Kafasis of Rogue Amoeba. We'll talk about the new app called Audio Hijack. In the meantime, we have a question on the table for Stephen Baker of the NPD Group. And we'll have the answer on the Tech Night Out Live on the other side. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. You ever hear about Ghost 80% AR-15 rifle kits? At Guns80.com, they are the 80% specialists, helping to protect our privacy. Look, there are forces out there right now trying to register guns for future confiscation. UN treaties threatening our Second Amendment, our freedom. You need a Ghost AR-15. Get it at guns80.com. Call 844-2-GUNS-80. That's 844-248-6780. Own an AR-15 today and keep it a secret. Go to guns80.com. That's guns80.com. 844-2-GUNS-80. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Hello. 
the Tech Night Out Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. Stephen Baker of the NPD Group is here. I posed the question as a cliffhanger in our previous segment, and now he will give us an answer. Yes, as fabulously and wonderfully as Apple did in their phone business, they had a solid uh, PC quarter. They did not have a good tablet quarter. Really, no one had a very good uh, holiday season in tablets. I think that the challenges of trying to get people to upgrade older, pretty good tablets, the challenges of pricing, the challenges of large screen phones and uh, much more innovative PC business around two-in-ones and tablet hybrids and all sorts of things there have really um, pinched in to the um, to the tablet market and Apple as being the biggest brand in the tablet market is is seeing probably the worst uh, of any of the the couple of major brands that really exist in there. Their sales were down in the U.S. during the holiday around 25%. Um, and while Android sales were basically flat, you know, Android uh, pricing drove the revenue for Android devices as a total down in the 20 or 25% range as well. So it's been a very difficult it was a very, very difficult quarter and basically a very, very difficult year for tablets in the U.S. And um, it's causing a lot of problems, not just uh, for Apple or for Samsung, but for the U.S. retail market as well, which it really uh, was counting on tablets as both a uh, volume skew to drive traffic and drive sales of accessories as well as uh, a profit opportunity. And, you know, we saw some kind of weak holiday sales in the U.S. in electronics. When you include tablets, when you take tablets out, sales were okay. And that just shows, A, how big the tablet market is on an ongoing basis, but also how far the tablet market fell this year compared to previous years. Are a lot of people just buying those $60 tablets at Walmart? Than expecting them to do yeah. anything more than kind of get online. I don't. I don't think people have high expectations for thirty, forty, sixty dollar tablets. Um, but they have uses usage models in mind for those, and they have price points that they're willing to pay for them, and quality metrics that they see that are valuable. And you know, let's let's you know be truthful. Uh, if a fifty dollar tablet is disposable. Um, then you could buy one this year and buy a new one next year and not really worry too much about um, trying to make the product work over uh, multiple years. So, yeah, um, again, you know, we saw on a unit basis, uh, Android tablets, especially the ones above seven inches, the, the eights and the nines that were really, really promoted this holiday, uh, did okay, and the seven-inch market was down a lot in units and even more in dollars. So uh, there's really not a lot of bright spots. I don't think there's really any uh, bright spots that you can find in the capital market today. Now, just looking further at this, there was a statement during the quarterly conference call from Tim Cook where he says that the iPad is used six times more than these other tablets. I assume he's talking about online access, right? Uh, 
I would suspect that that's where um, they get those um, usage numbers from all the guys who track advertising and all the other uh, pieces of the marketplace. So, yep, that, that, that would be my expectation as well. So can we explain why that is? Um, well, they're, they're probably a bit, not probably, it's a better platform. Um, the people who, who have owned and buy iPads tend to be more affluent. People are going to use these more often. Again, you know, I think, as we said earlier, right, a lot of the, the lower-cost tablets are kind of throwaway uh, products in a lot of ways. So um, you're, you're never going to see the same kind of usage on those kind of products as you're going to see on uh, premium products like uh, iPads. And, of course, the question would be then, well, if people consider them not much more than toys, they're not going to take them as seriously. Maybe that's part of it, too. Let's look at Apple in 2015. Can NPD get any expectation about potential demand for an Apple Watch? Uh, You know, we've done some surveys around uh, wearables in general. We haven't really specifically tried to drill down into a specific product. But I think what we find is that um, I think the Apple Watch is likely to do well off the the launch because uh, the customers who've been most interested in in wearables in general tend to be more affluent, more technology forward, et cetera, et cetera, early adopters, and even a little beyond early adopters. And, you know, those are the people who are going to, um, make the watch successful off the uh, off the watch. Uh, it's probably really not a good idea to to um, judge the success or failure of the Apple Watch on the first quarter or two or four of the sales. Um, I think there's a, there's clearly a long term kind of viewpoint there, and that's where I think the um, the, the judgment ought to come. So it's clearly going to be successful. I think off the, again, at, at launch, um, I'm looking a little more long-term than just uh, how much they can sell in April and May. I think the thing I see as a concern with an Apple Watch or any wearable is the long-term use case. So, for example, when you buy a watch normally, I have a watch here, a guest watch. I bought it for $75 or so at some discount store. And I've had for, I don't know, eight or ten years. And I think people buy watches and they expect them to last for quite a bit of time. But a smartwatch seems almost like an extension of a smartphone. So you expect that maybe it has to be upgraded every year or two. Doesn't that work against the focus that Apple's trying to make here, that this is a piece of jewelry, especially with the gold-plated version? Yeah, um... Since uh, Apple Watch isn't going to have its own cellular connection, uh, it clearly doesn't necessarily have to be upgraded every couple of years. That might be an argument that in the long term, uh, a product looks more like a um, like the iPad than it does the iPhone. But, you know, we're all just speculating here. I don't think we actually know. Um, and there's a pretty big uh, run rate in terms of getting up to a point where what we're really worried about is not people buying it, but people buying the next one. So 
think let's focus on building an ecosystem that gives people a reason to buy the first one, and we'll deal with upgrades or the next level of purchasing or whether it's jewelry or whether it's technology or whether it's both. Let's deal with those issues when they come, but let's deal with what really has to happen up front, which is an ecosystem, an infrastructure, and real reasons as to why people beyond just that core early adopter market are really going to want one. Well, from $359 and up, I don't know. For a watch, I guess if you like fancy jewelry, maybe. But it's a bit rich from my blood, at least from my history in this well, thing. So let me just, I'm going to turn that around on you, Gene, and say... Everybody uh, else does, just get in line. <laughs> right? A $350 computer uh, isn't all that cheap. A $350 Television, I mean, it's pretty cheap, but $350 television, that's pretty cheap. So it, a lot of it depends on the positioning and how people actually view that kind of product. So if you just view it as a watch, yeah, I can buy, you know, lots of really cheap watches. But um, again, that's why I say the real reason, the real thing we really need to look at here is the infrastructure, the the use cases and how Apple and their partners, the software developers and app developers, how they make the case for why I should have one of these products. Well, we'll have to see how the public reacts to it. This is the Apple Watch, which is coming. Tim Cook says on time in April, which I guess to Tim Cook is early 2015. I know some people might quibble with that definition. Some say it's almost mid-2015, but what the heck, we'll see. Stephen Baker of the NPD Group is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. Good people need help. The Homeowners Association said we had weeds and fined us $25. We told them they had the wrong house. They said if we didn't pay it, they'd file a lien. Our attorney demanded photographs, witnesses, and told them if they couldn't provide this, they must cease and desist. Issue solved. Worry less and live more with LSProtection.com. That's LSProtection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call one 800 The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body 
body healing itself with the aid of HB Extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit HBExtract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to HBExtract.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Stephen Baker at the NPD Group is looking over the tech industry. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Let me begin this discussion Stephen, with this particular anecdote. So the other day I went into a Walmart store and they had a bunch of flat panel TVs on sale. One of them was a Vizio 50-inch P-Series for $898. Now, the P-Series is their Ultra HD or 4K TV set. So does that mean that 4K is now hitting the mainstream? This year, I think you will definitely see lots of mainstream uh, 4K products. Absolutely. That entry-level um, size range around 50 inches, 40 to 50 inches, you're already seeing product under $1,000, and I think we will continue to see that. I would argue that's a really good thing. Um, it's important to socialize the product and socialize the technology if we're going to build some of the infrastructure to get an even better picture than you're going to be able to get with that. And because um, over time, as we get into probably 2016 and 2017, this 4K really becomes the mainstream uh, resolution on larger screen televisions, you know, you're going to have to have products in that price range and below that price range uh, for the customer base that's looking or a big screen, but not necessarily, you know, the best screen. That's all good. I think, you know, the hand-wringing about prices are going to come down or it's going to be too cheap. I think the manufacturers do a pretty good job of adding value in the mid and high range, and consumers recognize that, and not everybody wants to buy the lowest-cost product that's out there. So I think the market for 4K at $1,200, $1,500 or above is going to be very, very healthy in 2015 and probably in 2016 as well. So when do we see the content? Right now, I guess you can get 4K content from Netflix and Amazon Instant Video, I believe, is going to offer that, assuming you have a fast enough online connection. But when do we see a 4K Blu-ray and other ways to get content? Well, you know, we, we, we saw a couple of those at CES. Um, I don't think you're going to see much in terms of um, physical 4K content, drives or discs or whatever. Uh, 4K is a pretty big data gobbler on a disc. Um, you'd probably have to replace all the Blu-ray players that are a lot of the Blu-ray players that are out there to make them 4K compatible. Again, you know, while we all want more content, uh, the essence of the marketing 
the essence of the discussion around 4K, and certainly if you're at CES, the essence around 4K television was not about native 4K content. It was about what 4K is driving the TV industry, the panel makers, and everyone else to do to create the very best picture that you can get on any content, uh, whether it's upscaling, moving to things like high uh, HDR, um, moving towards wide color gamuts, all sorts of other things that haven't always been possible within the envelope of 720p or 1080p. A lot of those are much more possible and much more likely to happen and are happening in 2015. So the upshot of that is you can get a entry-level 4K television that doesn't have some of those ongoing improvements in panel and television technology, or you can get one that has those ongoing improvements. And you're going to get a great picture either way, but you're going to get a better and better picture. And one that I think is probably going to be noticeable to a lot of people over time, regardless of what the um, the content, the native uh, resolution on the content is. So the best way you say then, or imply, to future-proof your new TV set, 4K set if you're buying one, is to get a somewhat more expensive model with more bells and whistles on it. You know, I'm an industry guy. I want the industry to do well. Uh, I always recommend to people that they don't they don't buy the lowest lowest cost uh, entry level product unless there's a you know real financial or usage reason why they should. I, I think that electronics are a good investment. You get a lot of enjoyment out of them. You have to forget about the pricing once you buy them. Uh, there was a good value when you bought it. Prices are always going to come down. Um, but that's immaterial to you. Once you've bought the product, you're going to get the value of owning the product and uh, the increased joy and uh, of a great picture in the case of the TV over time. And I think just focusing on um, price and focusing on those things that you can miss some of the value proposition in the electronics markets. What is the upgrade cycle of a TV these days? I know we were talking about a yeah. year or two for smartphones, and maybe it's four or five years for personal computers, and maybe tablets are somewhere in the middle. But a TV set, I used yeah. to think it was like five or ten years, right? Yeah, it's in the five to seven year range, um, which, again, makes a pretty good argument that the next few years are going to see a big increase in um, a, a shift back into television uh, bigger televisions as people start to upgrade their older 2007 to 2010 kind of first wave flat panel televisions. Uh, you know, the bigger issue around that, though, is that um, the, the, the number of installed base, the, the number of TVs in, in the U.S. that are in people's homes isn't going to go up. Um, you know, it's very tied to the economy. It's very tied to the number of households. You know, there's 99% TV penetration. So there's not a lot of houses up there that don't have televisions. So um, the, the real issues on the t in the TV market have to be, how do I get the most 
this is a little crass, I guess, but how do I get the most money from the consumer at the time that they're going to make this purchase? Because the chances are not only are they not coming back for a few years, but um, they really want this to be, you know, a great uh, long lasting product. And, you know, that this may be, especially in, in the kind of products that are purchased today, this may be their main television for a number of years. And in fact, um, you know, we're not necessarily bullish on unit volumes in the TV market because we think that you're going to start to see a lot of shrinking in the under 40 inch market as tablets and phones and PCs replace a lot of the kind of second, secondary viewing options that people used to satisfy with TV, but now on a personal basis are much more likely to use personal electronics. And this is again why, you know, when you say somebody should buy the best TV that they can afford, it's probably because you're, you're not going to have a chance to go out and buy a more modern, smaller TV in between the big TV purchase cycles because you're going to use something else. You're going to use a phone or you're going to use your, your PC or tablet to consume video um, outside of the video you're going to consume on that big, very high-quality television. Speaking of very high quality, now I'm going to ask you this question, which will drag over to our final segment with Stephen Baker, and that is the question of the death of plasma. And I thought that for the most part, except for ultimate brightness, plasma always delivered the best picture, deeper blacks, an almost unlimited viewing angle, all the things that LCD was just approaching. Yet, it's gone. So question number one is... Do we assume plasma is dead? Question number two. What about other technologies such as OLED? A lot more to come with Stephen Baker of the NPD Group. And by the way, go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to learn about our Plus subscription package where you get the ad-free show, more stuff to come. We'll tell you about it later on the Tech Night Owl Live. Neighbors, let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hug-A-Mac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash Hug-A-Mac. bitdefender.com backslash Hug-A-Mac. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutsche Mark and the Weimar Republic anytime. 
in these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Stephen Baker at the NPD Group for one more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night House Live. Paul Kafasis of Rogue Amoeba will be on in a few moments. In the meantime, Stephen, so my multi-part question, number one, can we assume that plasma is now dead? Why did it die if it seems to offer, in many ways, a better picture? Number two, are there other technologies such as OLED that could catch on in the mainstream? Plasma is clearly dead. There really isn't any manufacturer who's supporting it. There's a lot of reasons why why it died. It was typically supported by brands like Panasonic or Pioneer um, that either weren't good marketers or didn't have the kind of market share to support 
the volumes that they needed to be cost competitive. Companies like LG and Samsung and their display manufacturing arms who dabbled in both LCD and plasma found that, you know, they could make more money with LCD. And while they had plasma as a corporate kind of focus, they were much more focused on LCD or then LED uh, television. So I think it was a combination of marketing and merchandising and the way TVs are sold and displayed in stores. I think the bottom line, though, is that was concentrating on the technology of the television in that way is probably not the way to talk about TVs. We worry that people will try to focus on OLED or LED or some other technology piece instead of focusing on what customers really want, which is a great picture in the biggest screen that they can afford. That's where the TV market is going. And, you know, making it about OLED versus glass or LCD is probably beside the point. You could focus on thinness or looks, and OLED can be, you know, a thinner, much nicer-looking product in many ways. So focus on that. If you think that that's important, don't tell me it's OLED. That's just another confusing term that makes it harder for people to make decisions. So it's just, again, on a marketing, you know, on a merchandising basis, let's focus on the stuff that drives customers to make a purchase decision. Other than a very cheap price, of course. Other than a very cheap price. Price is always important, but, you know, what you want to do is set apart price from the features of the television, not the technology of the television. So the features of the television are a big screen and a great picture. The features could be, you know, the, the how smart the television is. A feature could be how thin the TV is or how nice it looks in your house or how you're going to mount it on the wall or hang it from the ceiling. Um, what all those other core values around the TV are, but, you know, telling me I have an octa-core processor in my television, really not going to make make a decision about that and telling me that this, this uses, you know, state-of-the-art OLED technology, I'm not sure that that matters to consumers. Well, with OLED, the problem is the high purchase price. Are they ever going to get volumes that are high enough to bring OLED down in price, or is this another technology that, you know, maybe has promise but doesn't get quite realized? Well, LG Displays believes that in the next couple of years that prices are going to get to much more mainstream uh, price points. In fact, you know, again, at CES, you know, a lot of the focus from LG was around their new OLED lines of televisions, when you hear them talk, there's clearly you know, a lot more optimism that they're going to be able to drive the price down and produce enough because it's, it's kind of a twin problem there, right? Part of the reason the products are too expensive has been it's been very hard to manufacture OLED at very large sizes that TV customers want. But they're improving all those things, and it feels to me like they see a path to in the next next year or two that that's going to be a reality. And 
they're ready now and they're going to get those products out there now to get people to build up that demand for the qualities that OLED would bring, you know, very thin, very light, et cetera, et cetera. Now for our normal listener, not the tech geek, and they're interested in getting a new TV set, what today should they consider in making that purchase? And we have maybe two and a half minutes, so we're going to rush you through this answer, which obviously is not a simple answer. (laughs) No. Instant gratification. Um, yeah. I always tell people what you want to consider is the room that you're going to be in, how far away you're going to be from the television, how you're going to mount the television. Is it just going to be on a stand? Do you want to mount it on a wall? Um, some of the new OLED televisions are light enough that you could hang them from the ceiling. Um, all those things are pretty important. But again, I think what is most important is how big is the TV in your room? How big is the room? What are you going to watch on that TV? And how committed are you to have a great picture? Those are the things I think you want to focus on to understand the technology and the, the product. And that's what you make your decision around. Now, of course, when we look at LCDs, I guess the biggest problem with them, other than getting good black levels and everything, is the viewing angle. That, you know, you're not really straight up front and your big family are sitting on the bed or on a sofa and you're somewhat to the side of the set, you lose some of the picture quality. Can they fix that? Make it better with LCD? It's it's better now than it has been. Um, it's probably not perfect and they never get perfect. But um, the viewing angles, for the most part, are sufficient for the number of people who are going to watch You've got 40 people at the, watching the Super Bowl, then that might be an issue. But if there's, you know, another couple at your house and you're watching, you know, a movie on Netflix, it's probably not going to be an issue. I think that's a, a problem that is typically um, overblown for most consumers. Well, if you're really close to the set, you're going to see the difference. But if you're sitting in a normal viewing space, you're 8 or 10 feet away, you're in the bed, or you're on the sofa, it's you're not going to see it or notice it quite as much. Right. So it's where you are. So my wife and I are sitting on the floor having a pizza, and the set's just in front of us. Yeah, we'll see the difference. But that's more about our lifestyle. Stephen Baker, where do we find more of the stuff you're doing? Uh, you go to uh, npd.com, and um, we have a blog at npdgroupblog.com. Okay. And by the way, coming in our next segment, we have Paul Cavassis of Rogue Amoeba. We're going to talk about Audio Hijack, which lets you capture and actually do some basic configuration of audio from a variety of sources. Very fascinating app. We've been using it for years, but they got an all-new version now that really has a lot of promise. Stephen Baker, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Always fun, Gene. Thank you. GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Find out how to stop Big Brother and his tracks at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Hey, guess what? They've got some great deals for Valentine's Day at Guns80.com. They're calling it the Sweetheart Special. Guns80.com has lowered the price way down to 400 bucks up until Valentine's Day. Order your Ghost AR-15 now. Tell your sweetheart that this is the right gift at the right time. Buy one for yourself. Buy one for your sweetheart, too. Your sweetheart will thank you for being so tuned into his or her needs. Get a brand new Ghost AR-15 right now for 400 bucks. Heck, buy two. His and hers. Go to guns80.com or call and ask for the sweetheart deal. Love is in the air at guns80.com. Call now, 844-2-GUNS-80. That's 844-248-6780. It's a sweetheart of a deal. Actually, it's a steal at 400 bucks. So call guns80.com at 844-2-GUNS-80. But hurry, supplies are limited. Call 844-2-GUNS-80 or get your Ghost AR-15 today at guns80.com on the web. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract, paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise, can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 
hundred-foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. Paul Kafasis is the what CEO or chief cook and bottle washer of Rogue Amoeba Software. Something like that, yep. yep. Now, the last time you were on was many thousands of years ago, before we became a real live network radio show, heard in the Boston area, heard in New York, heard all over the country, and heard online, of course, if you get the downloadable version. So let us introduce people to your company again, Rogue Amoeba. Now, that implies a company that does things a little differently than one might expect. Can you explain more detail the background of your company. Absolutely. So we're an audio software company making audio software for the Mac. And I think you're right. I think that is uh, that's an astute way of looking at it is that we do things a little bit differently. So we have a product, an audio editor called Fission that's just a fairly standard audio editor. But we have a whole bunch of tools to let you manipulate and control audio on your computer that is generally not possible with a normal setup. So we have tools for recording any audio playing on your computer or broadcasting audio out to the web. Just a whole bunch of different ways to manipulate and control audio. Basically, if you're looking to do something with audio on your Mac, where are your guys? All right, so let's look at all the different things that we can do. We have a program called Audio Hijack. Now, for many years, we used Audio Hijack Pro to capture audio from Skype connections for our radio shows. I'm sure a lot of people out there are doing the same thing. This is not just people doing podcasts, but commercial broadcast shows are being done with Audio Hijack Pro. And you're in a better place now because, let's say this, because of the issues involving Ambrosia Software's Wiretap Studio and the fact that the company's had some problems, you were kind of left alone in this space pretty much. I mean, there are other ways to capture audio from Skype, but nowhere near as comprehensive anymore. Uh, That's true, yeah. So Audio Hijack has been around for 12, almost 13 years now, 12 and a half years now. Uh, Ambrosia is a fairly big, was at least a fairly big Mac software company, and they came out with a similar product called Wiretap. And at this point in the past couple of years, it looks like that that product is no longer being updated and won't be updated anymore. So as you said, we're we're mostly trying to help out uh, people that had picked up that product and are looking for another solution. So we've put out uh, some discounts for people who had purchased that product and can purchase our product at a discount. But it's it's something where, yeah, we've had this, we've been in this market for over a decade and have weathered some ups and downs and, and are in a pretty good spot with it right now with our latest version. Now, you're doing a lot of funky things to capture audio. Does that keep you from Apple's App Store? It does. The App Store, the Mac App Store is very restrictive. And it would be very, very difficult, if not impossible, to get our software in there. Currently, certainly in its, in its fully featured state, it would be impossible. We'd have to you know, neuter a whole lot of features out of the application in order to get it in there. And it's just something that their rules don't allow for. Their rules don't allow for this sort of 
type of software that uh, that gives users the control that we're offering them. We've covered this to some degree in terms of Apple standards, but what is there that Apple is doing that results in these difficulties? Well, the biggest issue is just the the rules and guidelines that they have for getting software into the store. So there's various rules that don't allow you to install any additional software. So any software that's in there, it can't at least according to the rules, it can install anything else to give itself a little more functionality. And sometimes you want to do that because you want to do things that require the user's password, uh, their administrative privileges, basically, to give them more functionality. So the App Store doesn't let you do that. As well, they've, in the past, uh, I guess it's about two to three years, they've required sandboxing, which basically makes every application play in its own little backyard in its own sandbox in order for Audio Hijack to grab audio from other applications, which is one of its primary features, pulling audio from Skype, from Safari, from any audio playing on your Mac, it needs to be able to access that audio. Unfortunately, the sandboxing that Apple requires to be in their app store makes that impossible. So it's just a multiple sets of restrictions that they have in place that make it, like I said, either nearly impossible or or straight up impossible to comply with and, and be in their store. Fortunately, it's not yet, at least, a requirement to be in the App Store on the Mac. On, on the phone, on the iOS side, you have to be in their App Store. But on the Mac, uh, it's optional, and, and we're fortunate enough to be able to sell outside of the App Store. Do you think Apple's ever going to change that? That's going to cause some kind of uproar that you've never conceived of. I certainly hope not, yeah. I mean, it's uh, on the iOS side, we'd love to be able to sell software outside their store. That It's been, what? seven years now, and that's that's not possible, and it may never be possible. But on the Mac side, we've got a history of over 30 years of software that didn't need to have Apple's seal of approval just to be able to sell it to a customer. And I think that's not something that they can easily change. I hope it's not something that they're looking to change. They make plenty of money off people selling through their app stores. They make plenty of money off selling the hardware. Hopefully, they're you know accepting of the fact that the app store is a good thing to have. And if people want to have a source for software, they can go to one place and they can say, you know, here's what's available from the App Store. But if they want to get something that's not there, it's it's nice to be able to have other options as far as getting other software. Now, I guess we can understand the reasons why you might have sandboxing. You want to protect one application from maybe being infected by another. Is that, by and large, the security factor, the reason we have sandboxing? I mean, it's absolutely a security issue. And it's something that enables software to be a little more stable and a little more secure. There's there's certainly upsides to it. The issue is just that the sandboxing implementation that Apple, especially that they originally came out with, it's improved over the past couple of years, but originally it was extremely limited as far as what you could do. You essentially need to open up some, some trusted holes that allow inter-app communication, allow applications to talk to one another. So sandboxing over the past couple of years has gotten a little bit better, a little bit easier to deal with. But as far as what we're doing in terms of capturing audio and manipulating that audio, it's not something that is used by very many applications. So it's not something that Apple supports. So it's it's sort of a, a security versus freedom trade-off. And it's, you know, it almost calls to mind the sort of things that we look at with national security in our country, in, in any country. Uh, it's it's trading between security and a little bit of freedom. And hopefully we've sort of found a good balance right here where if you use App Store apps, they're all going to be sandboxed and, and you can not have to worry about that. But if you're looking for a little more power, you're still able to get it via software from outside the store. So your stock and trade is you're capturing audio from other apps. That's the issue, of course, that what you're doing is accessing something that in the App Store 
would be blocked. Absolutely. That's that's the that's the short of what the issue is. Absolutely. So have you asked Apple developer support saying, hey, you know, there are a lot of people who need apps like this. We think it can be done in a fashion that's safe. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make anybody vulnerable. Why can't we find a method? Are they not well, interested? Yeah, I think it's something where they're not interested to do it. And and honestly, for us, uh, it's not something where we need to be in the app store. Uh, as we discussed on the Mac, there's long been a tradition of getting software, uh, you know, first on floppy disks, and and then later in in the past 15 years or so via the web. And you know, we've been selling software via the web for 15 years, and only in the past what five or so has it even been an option to sell it via Apple's App Store. So it's not something where that's the only place people buy software and you can't make a living without being in that app store. I think it's something where we're doing pretty well outside the app store. And I think you've, if you've paid attention, you've seen some developers even leave the app store because of some of these restrictions. I think the app store is, a, is not a bad thing to have at all. But I think having it be an option as opposed to the only option is definitely the way to go. And, and we've, we've been served pretty well being outside the app store hasn't really affected us negatively, I think. Now, in our next segment, we're going to ask Paul more about the new features of Audio Hijack, which is no longer Audio Hijack Pro, but Audio Hijack. It's just one app. All right. Now, obviously, on the Mac, you have the freedom not to be in the App Store. But on the iPad, which would possibly be tailor-made for apps like this, you have no choice. It has to go through the App Store unless you jailbreak the device. Right. So the question I'm going to ask you, which we can pick up in our next segment, is is there any potential solution or until Apple loosens sandboxing or provides a tool to capture things like audio that's supported, you can never really go to the iPad and get all those users who'd be benefiting from your app. Paul Kafasis is joining us from Rogue Amoeba. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
We love that you're passionate about GCN. And whether you're a listener, a business owner, or a radio industry professional, we've redesigned the new GCN newsletter to keep you in the know. Get updates on your favorite GCN shows and hosts. Go to GCNlive.com and click on the banner in the upper left corner. Just for signing up, you're automatically entered for monthly giveaways. Start receiving your newsletter today. The future of talk radio. GCN. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Yeah? Did you want to see me, sir? Well, I did, but now that I do, I'm not so sure. Sir? Johnson, I got a mission for you that could change your life. Oh, good, sir. It involves traveling halfway around the world without so much as half a clue of where you're going or what you're going to do when you get there. Situation normal, sir? Uh-huh. Well, I'll be leading this mission, Johnson, so I'll be telling you what to do. You, sir? That's right, Johnson, and I say first things first. Oh, good plan, sir. And what I say is first is food. Always remember that, Johnson. Food is a big deal. Sir, my brother-in-law can guess a really good deal on some surplus MREs. Johnson, if you've got half a brain and that empty head of yours, you'll call the freeze-dry guy like I did. That food is better for you, it rehydrates faster, and it's good, Johnson. And it keeps for up to 30 years. Will we be gone that long, sir? I hope not. Now, get your supplies organized and meet me down to the pier at dawn on Sunday. We sail at sunrise. Yes, sir. This adventure is brought to you by the freeze-dry guy. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. On the Tech Night Owl live, Paul Kafasis, he's with Rogue Amoeba, and we're talking about his new app, Audio Hijack, which grabs audio from just about any source of audio. And obviously it works wonderfully on a Mac. In a few moments, we'll talk about the new version where it's basically just building blocks and you can just do about anything you want. And he was helping me assemble a way to record my radio shows through the new software, which requires some different techniques, but great flexibility. So for an iPad or an iPhone, we can't do this sort of thing. No, as, as you mentioned earlier, it's something where the restrictions on the iOS side are more stringent, more strict than on the Mac side, because the only way to distribute software there, besides, as you said, jailbreaking, which is not you know really viable as a business, the only way to distribute software is through Apple's App Store. You have to comply with their rules. Their rules don't allow for things like capturing audio from other applications or any of the things that we really need to do to make this application for something like the iPad. So until or unless Apple changes their ways, you can't do this. Sorry about that, folks. 
Yeah, it's something where we've we've focused on the Mac for 15 years, like I said, and and we're happy on the Mac. And the iPad's a great platform. The iPhone's obviously an enormous platform, but the Mac isn't going away anytime soon. I don't know if you saw the most recent results. They've had their their past two quarters have been their best sales of Macs ever. Five plus million devices in the past two quarters each. The iPad and the iPhone are certainly the hot new platform, and that's where you're seeing a whole lot of the the newest apps, but it's not necessarily the place where everyone's going to get a whole lot of work done. The stuff that Audio Hijack enables you to do, people are are clearly willing to pull out their Mac and, and use their Mac to capture that audio, do whatever they need to with it. It's an app designed for trucks. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're using the the you know cars versus trucks metaphor for, for iPhones versus Macs, yeah, it's absolutely designed for, for getting a little more work done and not something that you necessarily want to use on your phone when you're just out and about. It's, it's something more where you'd sit down and actually take a few minutes to make use of it. In rethinking Audio Hijack after years of Audio Hijack Pro, what was your major focus? What important decisions did you need to make? Oh, geez. So Audio Hijack Pro had been around for about 12 years, and the Audio Hijack line had been around for uh, about 13. It was something where, in the beginning, we had this, this idea of just capturing audio and helping people record it. We put that out there, and people said, oh, I need to do this with it would implement a feature that would help them do that. So people were looking to record podcasts, as we mentioned earlier. So people were trying to record from Skype. And originally, 10 years ago, that was possible, but it was very difficult. And so we made some changes that made it a little easier to set that up. But over a decade of doing this, of implementing all sorts of requests and making it possible to do a lot of things, we sort of outgrew the original design that we had. And the software was very powerful, but also not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to pick up. So I think the biggest thing we were focused on for Audio Hijack 3 was making it a whole lot easier to get started with this. You mentioned the block interface before. So right now you can create a a pipeline of audio blocks and basically see where your audio is going to flow. It's going to come from this source. It's going to go through this audio effect, and then it's going to be recorded to this file. And you can visually see that. And when you're using it, you can see the audio actually flowing through that pipeline. And that was something that we thought was really powerful just as far as helping people understand what was happening with their audio and what they were actually doing with the software. So I think the the simplest answer to your question is just focusing on making it as easy to use as possible and, and sort of as straightforward to use while still retaining a lot of that power. Now you have default sessions, so you can start with something that's already pre-built and then right, build right. from there. Right. That's another thing we did to to sort of help people get up and running is we looked at, I think we've got 10 templates and they're basically for some of the most common tasks that people use the software for. So that's just recording from an application, recording from a microphone, uh, recording podcasts. So we've got a little bit of a setup for if you're a podcaster, you can get started with that. Recording from Skype, basically just sort of the most common tasks that people use the software for. We tried to make that almost a one click to get started with. And then you can obviously tweak that if you say, you know, I want to add a little bit of a, an equalizer, say, or some, some other audio effect, you can throw that in there. But these default setups help you get started with it without needing to do too much configuration on your own. Now, a couple of features I like that are really useful. Say you have a situation where you're talking to somebody on Skype and they've got a noisy connection. Maybe you're calling somebody on the phone from Skype. So you've got a de-hummer and a denoiser, denoise, de-hum. And if you bring in these building blocks, into your session, you can control the amount of noise reduction, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So we have, we've got about, I think it's a little over a dozen built-in effects and, and dehum and denoise are two that we included that they're new in Audio Hijack 3. And these are using some pretty sophisticated audio analysis to make it hopefully one click to 
get the audio that you want. So you can clean up some, some dirty audio like you were talking about. And then in addition to that, we also support audio unit effects, which are sort of an industry standard audio effect. Uh, used by Apple in GarageBand, in Logic, in uh, basically any modern audio app will use audio unit effects. And with those, you can do some really high-end stuff in terms of noise cleanup, noise adjustment. Audio Hijack will just bring those in, and then you can tweak the audio however you like. So it's something where, yeah, we're trying to give you access to a lot of this power without overwhelming you with it. So something like Denoise, it's got a default setting. You just activate it and it will do its stuff. But I assume you have some levels of configuration. So if what you're doing isn't working. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's something where there's a couple sliders in, I'm looking at Denoise itself specifically, and there's a threshold and a noise suppression slider. If you don't want to reduce quite as much noise, you'd adjust that noise suppression. And it, it's really something where you can experiment as you're, as you're listening to the audio, you can adjust it. Uh, obviously, hopefully before you're recording a show, if you're, if you're in the middle of a show, you don't necessarily want to be tweaking these things. But if you tweak things ahead of time, it, it should work pretty well for you. It's something where you can experiment with it and, and get pretty much the exact sound that you're looking for. Now, let me explain what we're using here, because it took a little bit of trial and error. We're using a building block called Application, where we're grabbing audio from Skype. We're using one called Input Device, which separately grabs audio from my USB audio mixer, a Behringer mixer, with a Yeti Pro microphone, okay? So, so far, I'm using a traditional mixer as one source, and Application as another source. Right. Now, I'm playing... The Skype audio through my Bose speakers, I could use a headset instead. So it gets an output device. Both the application Skype and my mixer are sent to something called Recorder, which is actually recording this show. All right. I've added one more thing at the end of it called VU meters. So I can keep an idea of the audio levels. And if things need to be adjusted, they actually have a way of adjusting that in Skype or from your mixer or even with an extra tool. So that explains what we're using, which I assume will work with any kind of podcast. It gives you a lot of flexibility, and you're not saddled with listening to your audio fed back to you, which is important. It works, I guess, if you're feeding everything through headsets, it's fine. If you're feeding one audio segment through a loudspeaker, it's not so fine because you hear yourself echoed back. That gets confusing. Yep. Yeah, it's something where you can you can really control exactly what setup you want. So the setup you described and and I sort of recreated in front of me to to get a look at it and you know, that's a fairly standard setup, but some people do like to monitor their own audio so you can adjust the layout such that you can hear your own audio if you want to. It's it's definitely something where like I said you can experiment a lot and get exactly what you want out of it. Paul, can you tell our listeners where they can find more information about Audio Hijack, Fission and your other products? Absolutely. So if you check out rogueamoeba.com, and if you can't spell it, you can Google it. Google does pretty well for us as far as getting people to our site. I think we also have audiohijack.com. I think that'll get you to us. But you're looking for Rogue Amoeba software, then you can see all our products there. We've been talking about Audio Hijack and a little bit about Fission, and, and we've got several others there that you can check out as well. And you can download a free trial from our site and then purchase a license right online. You can check us out on Twitter. We're known as Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. You can also find us at technightowl.com or www.technightowl.com. Go ahead. We work with or without the www. (laughs) And by the way, we have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week we're going to feature a very, very unusual guest. One of our forum members on the Paracast, 
called Burnt State at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. And don't forget our new feature here at the Tech Night Owl Live called Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. You can subscribe to a premium version of this show for a modest monthly or annual or five-year rate, and you get an ad-free version of the show, higher-resolution copy, just as it was captured with Audio Hijack. Paul Kafasis, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you, James. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.